This episode of Nerd Parents is brought to you today by Chore Monster. Chore Monster is a web and mobile app that makes chores fun for kids. Now available on iOS, Windows Mobile, Kindle Fire, and Android. Sign up for your free account today at choremonster.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Nerd Parents. This is episode 28, and this is the podcast where we come together every week in a positive space to, <laughs> with a group of friends and parents to discuss parenting in a nerdy world. I'm always curious how I can get through that very quickly. Uh, <laughs> just a friendly reminder, every kid is different and so are we. So please do your research and find out what's right for your family. I'm your host, Nicole Spagnolo, and I have a little boy named Mateo who is almost three. I can't believe it. But uh, every week we have other parents come onto the show, give their thoughts, experiences, and we have our wonderful regular back on the show, Eric. We missed you last week. Hi. <laughs> Hello. How are you guys? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, for those who don't know, my name's Eric. I have a s- almost eight-year-old named Colette and a one-year-old named Thaddeus. When, when is Colette turning eight again? In October. In October. Oh, so... Uh, Mateo is in October as well. Oh, really? Is it uh, the 11th? No, the 28th. He's closer to Halloween. I was going to say, now it's really weird. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just heard a laugh from our special guest, who I'm so excited to have you on the show. She's a good friend of mine. I do another podcast called Ladies of Leap with her, the wonderful, the amazing Kimberly Price. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) Um, So I'm Kim, and I have two sons. I have Ryan, who is 25, and I have Cody, who is 22. Um, And Cody is just about to have his first child. So I'm going to be a grandmother here in September. So we're going to turn the show into nerd grandparents. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so my um, son asked me when he first told me, that they were going to have a baby. He's like, well, what do you want the the baby to call you? And I said, well, you know, I don't want granny. Yeah. And, you know, the, all the names just sound so weird to me. I said, she can just call me Miss Price, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're probably, you know, that's, a, that's an interesting, because when we had Mateo, my mother-in-law, she was like, I want to, she wanted a special name. Like, well, if he gives you a special name, then that'll be your name. I just left it up to Mateo to call them. I mean, we just said grandma. We're going to go see grandma, grandma, mm-hmm. grandma, Lorna, grandma, Ruth. So he has two grandmas. But for the grandparents, um, for whatever reason, he gave my, my dad a special name. And because he couldn't say grandpa, he always said peepa. So, <laughs> yeah, but, so it turned into that. Everyone calls him that now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you may be Gma, you may be Nana. It, it, I used Things to- got real complicated for me. Yeah. Uh, my, my dad's parents are Oma and Opa because they're oh. of German descent. Oh, gotcha. And so it just always be, became normal to call them Oma and Opa. And then my kids started calling, my daughter started calling them Oma and Opa when her real Oma and Opa are my parents. And they're, who they're calling Oma and Opa are really Oma. And they started calling my dad, who's really the Opa, Opapa. I could go on. Oh, my but goodness. But it's really hard to keep track of. The names got weird. It was something I didn't realize would be like a topic until it became a topic of conversation, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and yeah. that's what, yeah, I don't know what, I mean, my grandparents always were, well, like my grandmother was Mima, Um, And that was, I think it's a Texas thing, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, and I, I was so embarrassed. Like I'd see my cousin in junior high or something and be like, Hey, you going to Meemaw's tonight? And I'm like, Oh my God, why are you <laughs> saying that around my friends? Don't call her that, you know, in public. Yeah. Cause I was so embarrassed. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what she's actually going to call me. Cause I don't really care. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more just a, you know, what, whatever she wants to call me is fine. I, I, I called my dad's mother, Mar. That was her name that I had given to her just Uh because I couldn't, I I guess I couldn't say grandma. So Mar (laughs) came out. I don't know. So it's, I'll be interested to see when it, when is she due? Um, September 19th she's due. So pretty soon here. So we're actually going to have the baby shower, um, in a, in a few weeks here. And, and one of the things I'm trying to decide is what to get them. And I mean, I'm going to get them a few things, Mm -hmm. but, um, I'm going to get them the stroller, but then I really want to get them like one of those video monitors Mm -hmm. because it seems so cool and I'm such a techie person. And so that's like, I was totally drawn to that, but then I'm like, are are they actually going to use it? I used it all the time. I had, so they have a whole bunch of different ones at Babies R Us. And uh-huh. I, I didn't, of course, I couldn't pick one of those. Those were for the the average, normal, <laughs> the normal people. <laughs> I had to actually go into the IT section, uh, or, you know, the tech session at Costco and look at all the monitors there, like <laughs> home surveillance <laughs> monitors. And I actually found a really good one. Um, and I'm trying to remember the name of it, but I got it at Costco and it was um, you mount you can mount it or set it down, and it had an app that you could use then to to connect to it. So when I was traveling a lot, I was a you know I'm in Virginia and I'm able to check in on Mateo, and it had night vision. So I have these pictures of Mateo like <laughs> looking creepy. at the. It's so creepy. It's you got so, a demon baby. <laughs> it's so freaky. I have to pull out one of the the pictures because it's just like, and and when Mark would go in to feed, he would look at the camera and his eyes like. <laughs> Well, that's what they have, you know, just the normal ones that come with the little monitors that you can carry. Mm -hmm. But then they have the other ones, too, that just go to your smartphone or your iPad or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that's actually a better way to go because then you're not tied to that one little monitor. And, of course, it's more expensive, Mm -hmm. but then you can use it for other things after your baby, you know, it outgrows it. You know, you can watch your puppy if you get a new puppy or you can you know watch the pot boil I guess I'm not sure but you know you can reuse it for other things that's kind of where I was coming from too yeah Um, I always wanted to get one but we couldn't afford it when we had uh, Colette when she was that young and and by the time we were uh, having Thaddeus here we were just like ah screw it (laughs) (laughs) exactly but but you do have to be careful Um, I don't know if you heard the show where we talked about um, someone hacking into a baby's uh, video camera, and it was oh no! So, uh, somebody got into the camera and was trying to to wake up the baby, and the parents heard, "Wake up, baby, wake up!" Oh, I remember you this remember story. This? And and they, somebody thought somebody was in the house, and it turned out somebody hacked into the camera because they didn't secure the IP. So oh. you have to, you know. It's yeah. a device that you're putting online, so you have to lock it down. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Okay. That would totally freak me Wouldn't out. Wouldn't it? Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Wake up, baby. Wake up. So I just texted my sister who, because we were talking about this baby monitor stuff, because I was asking her what she was using for uh, her kid. She had this uh, this thing that sensed whether or not the kid was breathing. Oh, and yeah. It's angel would go baby. off. 
Yes, Angel Care. Angel Care. And she Care. said she loved it. See, I had one of those and I hated it. Really? Yeah. Did it, was it because it um, gave you anxiety? Because I can see that giving it, me anxiety. Yeah. It gave me anxiety. And then there were a few times I forgot to turn it off. And the noise that it makes is, oh, my God. Oh, really? It's so unnerving. It, I couldn't. I didn't factor that in. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you wake up in the middle of the night, the baby's crying. So you go to pick the baby up. You forget the monitor's on. You don't, and it, it senses because it, it just senses just the slightest bit of breathing. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't sense it, it goes, wee, wee, wee. Oh and it's my like, gosh. oh my gosh. So yeah, I, I used it at first, but then I stopped using it. But I mean, I, okay. I know, it, I know it's a good thing for, detecting when the baby doesn't breathe. And I know that they, I mean, there's a reason it's there. Well, I I never used one. I just know my sister did. So I thought I'd just throw that out there. Yeah. But that's, uh, yeah, it's, they they had a recall on it um, a while back. Only because I think the wires or something, but they fixed it. So you can find them uh, on Amazon. It's called uh, Angel Care. And uh, my uh, doula had recommended it to me. So being a first-time parent, I'm freaking out about everything. Oh, yeah, sure. definitely. definitely. And, and that happens when you're a first-time parent. And then the second one comes along, and it's like, okay, I got <laughs> this. I can handle this a little bit more. And <laughs> you're, you're a little, you know, you've got some years under your belt there. Yeah. Right. So it just making sure, I mean, the, honestly, when you have a newborn, don't put anything in the crib. <laughs> Nothing, yeah. no pillows, no bumpers, none of that stuff. None of that is in the crib. And I've, I've seen videos online. I'm like, what are they doing? (laughs) Get that stuff out. Get that stuff out. When I, you know, when I had my kids, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have this kind of stuff. And you just didn't know it was, it was just all trial and error. And I, I look at everything that's out there now and Um, You know, just the resources like this podcast. I mean, this would have been amazing to have when I had kids, you know, but 25 years ago, (laughs) we, I had, you know, Dr. Spock's book and I had what to expect when you're expecting and then some other various little books here and there Mm -hmm. and parenting magazines. And that is it. And then you had support groups, you know, you you had had your, your, your your neighbors. Yeah. Your parents. And hopefully what they're telling you is not a wives tale, which Honestly, most of what I get from my my parents is like a wives' tale. I'm like, have you looked this up recently? This is not this is not a good piece of information that you're giving me. Yeah, (laughs) well, and that's why I'm scared to tell (laughs) tell mine because the last baby I had was 22 years ago, and uh, you know, so I've got this new baby coming, and I'm like. I, I walk through the baby aisle and I go through Baby's R Us mm-hmm. and I'm just like, whoa. It's overwhelming, isn't it? Well, there is so much it's new ridiculous. stuff out there from when I was, you know, had my kids and so much, I mean, all the new baby swings oh, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that. And I'm like, that's really cool. But how, how long do they use this? Is exactly. this really a good thing to buy? You know, it's, it's overwhelming for me you know, as a grandparent, because I just don't know that what's out there and what's good anymore and what to use and, you know, what's useful Mm -hmm. versus, you know, what is just some hype that somebody is, is out there doing for me. Yeah. I I have to say I fell into, I have, I have to have all the things, Mm -hmm. you know, I was guilty of that. And then, you know, as we're kind of getting out of that phase, I'm like, God, I didn't even use this. I used it once. 
Mateo hated swings, so I I tried every possible swing. So I can tell you, I could probably give you an, a good review of every swing on the market at this point. <laughs> we had the similar things with Colette. She did not like her swing. It just became an, a thing in the way. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, my kids loved their swing when they were, you know, for like a two month period. And then that's it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, for that two month period, should I have wasted this money on it? You, you know, know, and that's you, what I look at some of these things, especially the little baby swings that they're like laying down in them. I'm like, yeah, gosh, that just seems like they're going to use it for such a short period of time. And yeah. some of these are like $200. Yeah. The best swing wow. kind of thing that I purchased was a Fisher price. It was like a little Foldem rocker. And it and it's manual, so you you're sitting there with the little rocker and you just rock them with your foot. That was the most useful, and it was like I don't know, maybe I think I got it on sale for like thirty bucks. Oh wow! And it's you just fold it up, put it aside. It's very portable, light. It was the best investment I <laughs> I made out of oh. all the other crap that I had. It was that that little Fisher price because it kind of. Um, had a little bit of a slant to it. I could move it anywhere. I could use my foot to rock it. Yeah, it was it was great. That's all I needed, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, I will tell you, you should see if you have a um, baby store called Once Upon a Time in your area, Kim. Um, is that a used or you know? A, it's, yes, it's a, re, um, it's a reseller. Repurposing. Yes, I use that store all the time, and they have great stuff. And you just and a lot of times it's brand new stuff. Um, yeah, but, well, because people don't use it. Um, yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, we have we have them here in Texas. Um, I'm not sure where. Oh, we we have one right here in my little bitty town. Well, it's not really big. Go town, check no. it out. They probably have they have monitors. The only thing you have to watch out for they do what sell they do sell new items and they sell them too much. But for the the slightly used stuff, it's anywhere from half more half or more off. Oh, awesome! And I get all pretty much all of Mateo's clothing this way too. Oh, I bet. It's yeah, great. and. You know, I was in downtown. We have this little square, and you know, it's kind of an expensive place. It has all these boutique shops and everything. And um, we went there, and you know, you can get a onesie for forty five dollars. And I'm like, oh my god, what? 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 That is so. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, I can't. (laughs) I can't do that. I did did not buy anything. (laughs) I mean, on occasion, you might get something kind of novelty. Like on ThinkGeek or something like that, where you're like, yes. $15 for a onesie, but it's so cute. And I put it in yes. his baby blanket, you know, kind of thing like that. Well, that's like a one thing. It's yeah. not like you're putting the whole wardrobe out of yeah. ThinkGeek stuff. <laughs> I would if I could, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many if we could, cute but. things there. So, yeah, I highly recommend um, that Once Upon a Time store. Um, it's one of my favorites. Do you do you go to there, Eric? Do you have one of those? We have stores like that. Um, mm-hmm. When when Colette was young, we had to definitely had to do stuff like that because ours was the first kid among the uh, the kid their grandchildren, first grandchildren. So we had no hand me downs. But with Thaddeus, we've had to we've been able to get a lot of hand me down stuff from our siblings and friends. So it hasn't been as much. 
a necessity, thankfully. See, I don't understand, I guess, the mentality, oh, I don't, I don't do hand-me-downs. Really? I mean, I, really? That's I know a that, thing? Th- of course that's a thing. Well, I You're guess, not around yeah. a lot of women, are you? No. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's that. That is absolutely not in my vocabulary. I mean, that is, oh my God. If it's gently used, yeah. I mean, you don't want the... They won't, and they and don't stuff. take stains. They don't take ripped clothing. I mean, I love these t- kinds of stores because you find really unique items in them that you won't oh, nice. find anywhere else. So I'm a hunter. I like to, I like to look for stuff. Dig it. <laughs> find that you gotta go not grind me. for kid loop. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. See, and maybe that's how I should think about it. Grinding for kid loot. That's awesome. I've never really thought of it like that, but I sweet think that's a rare. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> My shopping has now turned into an MMO. There you go. <laughs> so, um, so you, your your two children. So, I think you're our first guest who has older, like much, like out of the house mm-hmm. um, children. So, um, we kind of go through just ups and downs. And I'm, I'm guessing I see in the show notes that your your son and uh, your his girlfriend his girlfriend are they getting married soon? Um, they are going to wait until after she has the baby because of insurance reasons. Oh, gotcha. And, you know, I mean, Obamacare pays for – that's the one good thing about Obamacare is, I mean, she's totally taken care of and the baby is totally taken oh, care of. Awesome. Um, and, you know, then his insurance is still at a manageable level because they're still young. So they're waiting until after that. Oh, cool. cool. So that's your – we do ups and downs. So I'm guessing that's your up. It's my up um, just because – um, so we had, they were, they were moving and they had a, they were in a position where they didn't have a house until their apartment was ready. So oh, they wow. moved into my apartment and oh. I moved in with a friend. So it's a huge up that now they're in their own apartment. They're getting ready for the baby. They're Yay. getting it all set up and I'm back in my apartment. So it's, it's a big plus. And I think it was starting to really stress them out not to be able to start preparing yeah. the baby's that's room. A, that's rough. Yeah. And, you know, they've only got a couple of months here. So she was she was freaking a little bit on that. So it's a very good thing that they're in there. Now, is she kind of geeky or is she just kind of? um, She is not geeky in the least. I was going to say, do a a geeky um, baby shower. I saw a great one on (laughs) Facebook and I was like, why didn't I get a geeky uh, baby shower, I would have loved it. <laughs> well, so I've been on Pinterest, Pinterest for probably like two years now looking for geeky girl um, costumes that I could dress my granddaughter in because I just oh. knew my first um, grandkid would be a, a girl. So I, I have all this stuff on Pinterest and I started sending it to her and I'm like, look at this cute little geeky outfit. I'm going to get her in this and this. And she's just like... Oh, okay. <laughs> my son is like, oh, because both my kids are big time geeks. My son is like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, my God. Ooh, look at that. And um, she's like, okay, um, you're going to make my daughter Darth Vader? Yes. Okay. And I'm like, yeah. A pink Darth Vader. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> you know, and then seeing the little Batman car that's got the pink Batman on it. And I mean, because I love pink. I know it's, you know, a it's a still a girly color, but mm-hmm. I still love pink. And I, I still love girls in pink, but in kind of like a badass way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, so I'm really excited about 
now using all those pins that I've done over the years <laughs> on my granddaughter, <laughs> even though, and they're all, they're all totally geeky stuff. And, but they're so much fun and there's so much you can do with, you know, just recycled stuff here and there. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about that. So are you worried at all about the whole, um, grandparent parent dynamic? Um, no, because these kids are scared to death. <laughs> so they are leaning on, um, you know, not only me, but, um, her, her dad and mm-hmm. stepmom and her mom and stepmom. And, you know, so we're all very involved with the, oh, with the pregnancy right now. And so I, they're already like winky babysit. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much can you take the kid, you know? <laughs> so now I think they're, they're going to be just okay. fine with me involving myself, you know, in their lives. And, and, and I know you, you know, boundaries. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, it'll, it'll be fine. And I mean, we've already had that here. You know, I know, you know, I wouldn't just go over to their apartment without calling first and things like that. And they do the same to me, you know, and we are, we're at our, each other's houses all the time, but we do know, you know, there's proper etiquette yeah. before you go to somebody's house or before you insert yourself. So I'll, ha- I'll have to send you some some books on grandparenting. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I need <laughs> because I'm I haven't shifted from a parent mode to a grandparent mode yet. You know, yeah, it, that's a hard transition to go from because right now, when I'm looking at these things, I'm still thinking parent mode, but then I'm like you know, I need to get stuff from my apartment. Yeah. So when she comes over and I need to get like a, a portable playpen so they don't have to bring one over and I can just have it at my house. Mm-hmm. And then so they can, you know, easily transport the baby from their house to my house and they don't have to worry about all that setup yeah. and things like that. So I need to start thinking that way instead of just about their house. That you know? stuff, those little things, let me say Huge. as, as, off, and whenever I've taken my kids over to their grandparents' house on either side, everything that they already have there that I don't have to truck along with me is just such a nice thing. Exactly. <laughs> it? My my mom picked up a crib that converted into a toddler bed. And I didn't even have to help her. She just went out and got it. And she has Mateo's little room because she lives about an hour away. So whenever, whenever we go over, it's like an all-day event. So. Mm. That was huge, and I didn't even like realize it or appreciate it until later. Then I was like, "Oh, thank you so much, Mom. This is great." So and you yeah. don't have to carry your portable playpen right. or your portable bed or any. You know, yeah, it's there, and that's what I need to start thinking of now. And I'd I'd done it a little bit, but then I'm like, "Well, then how much is too much?" And I know that that will just will work that self yeah. out. You know, I just want to get the basics right now yeah i never used my portable playpen oh really not once i ended up um i ended up donating it to goodwill because i'm like okay he's almost three i don't think he's ever going to use this it's just been sitting in the closet just everywhere we went had there was something there so nice yeah it's kind of it's like dang that was a that was a wasted baby shower present (laughs) (laughs) but you don't know until you you get there, right? Yeah, so. No exactly. way, no way. Exactly. So, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. So, that's pretty great up. You got your apartment back. Yes. Yes. Woo-hoo. <laughs> any, did you have any downs that you want to share? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the down, too, is becoming, you know, watching your 
your kid now becoming a parent. Yeah. It's it's a big impact on you too. Um, you know, it's like that first all the steps in your baby's life. You know, each step you look back on the previous mm -hmm. stage they were in and you miss that previous stage. Although you may like the stage they're in or looking forward to the next stage, you know, there, there's always like this little grieving period yeah. on the last stage they were in. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm going through right now is, you know, I'm kind of grieving that my son was still my baby yeah. and he's, he's kind of not cause he's going to have his own baby now. So that it, it really is a tough adjustment. You know, there was I'm scared for that. <laughs> I can already see things like that happening in my eight year old. She's only or seven year old. She's only seven. But I, I see the signs of the of the future and I'm just terrified. Well, there was something there was a quote I saw on Facebook. Or, um, I can't remember how it went exactly, but it it kind of got to me because now, you know, I'm picking I pick up Mateo all the time. I'm like, oh, you're you're so heavy, but you're you know, he still wants to be picked up. And it was something to the effect of you never know when the last time you're going to pick your kid up or something like that. And I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, there's going to be a day where I can't pick him up. Yeah. Ugh. And that's it's, like, oh. But then there comes that day when they're like 17 years old and you think that you got to put them down. The, <laughs> you got to stop breastfeeding now. <laughs> It's kind of weird now, Ma. Come on. Yeah, okay, Mom. Getting weird. Put that, put that thing away. Um, no, but you think you're never going to cuddle with your kid again. And when this 17-year-old comes and he cuddles up to you and, you know, you just put your arm around him and, and hold him. And it's like this huge emotional Aww. time and you're just like – Okay, this will never. I mean, he'll will always have this. You kind of realize that you'll always have that, and it, that's a great feeling. That's a Aww. great feeling. That makes me happy. Me too. It's just something different, you know. When something goes away, something new happens. Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, and and still to this day, I mean, my kids come up and they give me, you know, great big hugs, and you know, it's it feels like we're. I still have my kids, yeah. even though he's 25 years old, my oldest, you know, he comes up and he'll just be like, I love you, mom, and Aww. give me a big hug. That's, you know, not just a, you know, hug like you do friends, but a hug that means something. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, a it squeezy, doesn't go a away. Squeezy hug. It, yes. Yes. So <laughs> those are, those are the times that you're, you know, you still get like little tears in your eyes. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> well, my, my up isn't as awesome as yours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to, so we talk about sleep a lot on the show and I have not only over the past few years had problems with interrupted sleep because I have a, you know, a little kid, but for whatever reason, the way that I sleep or the bed I sleep on has been causing me neck and shoulder pain. And I haven't been able to figure it out. And I, I was to the point where I'm like, I need to get a Craftmatic adjustable bed. I, I give up. I'm <laughs> I'm ready <laughs> to just go forth into that area of infomercial. I need to figure out why. Because I found that I was sleeping on the couch a lot because I could <laughs> sleep on an incline. And that was when I wasn't in pain. So um, I wanted – if if you're having problems with, like, your neck, your shoulders – I want to tell you, you should try a pillow wedge. I picked this up at Bed Bath & Beyond. It was like 20 or 30 bucks. Put it Is this one of those big ones? It, no, it's a smaller one. Um, oh, okay. It, I, I read this wrong when I first looked at it in the show notes. I thought it said pillow wedgie. <laughs> 
I'm glad it's Wedge. <laughs> Sorry, go on. But it's just it's just a little bit of an incline, but it has made the difference. So I use it with um, my other pillows. So I use the the pillows to make it a little bit softer, but the wedge just gives me a little bit of elevation that I need. And oh my gosh, my sleep is so much better. That's great. Well, yeah, I, that is awesome that something small like that can make such a difference. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm over the moon <laughs> about my sleep now. I'm like, oh, I feel so rested. Like last year, it got so bad that I couldn't turn my neck. And wow. I had to go do physical therapy for two months to, to be able yeah. to turn my neck. So, <laughs> yeah, I get weird sleep things. I And I toss and I turn. When I when I'm using this pillow wedge, I don't move at all. Like it's just. In fact, I when I wake up, I'm like, oh, I'm so stiff. I haven't moved. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. what really helped me was yoga. Really? Yes, yoga. It. I think what it was was I was stressed, and so my muscles were really tight. And so when you sleep, and you you crack, you know your your neck is in a weird position, and then it like stays like that, and it gets tighter. But since I've been doing yoga, huh. I've been very loose, so it's a lot easier to sleep. Yeah, so that that helped me too. Maybe I should do that as well. Start doing some yoga, and it helps. Yoga helps with a lot of things. Yeah, with both of those, man, I'll be like, woohoo! <laughs> You'll be on top of the world. Oh yeah, I put a link in our show notes if you're curious what the wedge looks like. But it's just a little, just a little wedge. It's actually quite. Oh, I thought you see when I pictured it, I thought it was one of those great big ones. No, because they got those great big ones too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have them oh, like a yeah. full body. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this thing. Yeah, it's just a simple little kind of, and you can you can uh, lay it flat or lay it upright, and upright's nice for you know sitting up in bed and watching TV. Oh, yeah, nice. So yeah, thirty bucks at Bed Bath and Beyond. That's um, awesome. And then my down is is related to Mateo. We're, we're having some weird toe problems with him um he has scooping his toenails scoop like Uh, and they're very brittle and it's uh, from what i what we've researched it's actually common with premature babies but the problem is his toenails are so brittle and fine they've been splitting and he and he keeps taking off his shoes at school and the teachers are like can you please talk to him about leaving his shoes on i'm like so we didn't realize what was going on until they started. The teachers were like telling us, so we start looking at his toenails. I'm like, oh, and he's like, owie, owie. So his Aww. toes are hurting him. That's why he's taking out the shoes. So we're working on trying to, to, you know, we're putting more iron in his diet. We actually started putting liquid vitamins in like his uh, yogurt pouches. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't even, I was like, duh, liquid vitamins, because he won't eat the gummy ones yet, so... Yeah, we've uh, we've been dealing with some toe and shoe issues, but we're, it seemed to it's getting better. So it's just something you kind of don't even realize until yeah, you're like poor little guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look into getting some open toe shoes and make them a big old nerd and put socks and sandals <laughs> on them. <laughs> <laughs> They've got to be um, white socks with black sandals or exactly. you know something really nerdy. I'm totally gonna do that. <laughs> And yes. then take lots of pictures so you can show them to his girlfriend. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so how about you, Eric? You got some fun ups and downs for us? Uh, I do. Um, well, I'll just go with my down first. Thaddeus, uh, you had been sleeping through the night so well for the past, like, oh, I don't know, five months or so, mm-hmm. maybe. 
but this past week and a half or so, he just started waking up around four in the morning. No. Just I don't know why. Is he teething? I that's the either that and that's my best guess or um, I just wor- I, I guess it's just me being a worrisome parent, but I worry that he's like having bad dreams or something because he can't be comforted really back to his crib. Mm-hmm. Lately, the only thing that gets him uh, comforted is coming into bed with Christine and I. Mm. Uh, so like he's got that comfort of safety. So he's I'm worried working. that he's maybe working, he's yeah. <laughs> freaking out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But um, Well, that's yeah. a shame. That's, that's rough. I mean, he's also, how old is he now? He is uh, so. So that's I, I. I stopped doing the months after a year, but yeah. um, uh, fourteen, fifteen months. I mean, he's also in that time frame where it, they have those developmental bumps, where because mm-hmm. Mateo did the same thing. It was like we yeah. were sleeping through the night, and then we hit right around I don't know between fifteen and eighteen months. They just kind of they, they're off doing the next thing developmentally, and that totally interrupts their sleep. Mm. So I think it's. It, always interesting to see how kids progress i know i know couples that have had like angel babies in the beginning and they don't have to actually work on creating like a a sleep routine and then later on the kid changes and they're like i have no idea to do. what's going on now my kid yeah. won't sleep <laughs> and it's it's hard yeah we, we've we've had to work to get thaddeus to staying asleep at night he didn't just do it on his own because he's He's like me. He's um, <laughs> I'm I'm not much of a sleeper. I I'm up all night if I can, mm-hmm. uh, just because I don't know I'm dumb. But um, <laughs> that's how your body but, clock works. Yeah, it is. It's just it's it's not healthy. It's not the best idea. But it's it's me. And he's he would be that way if we let him. But uh, thankfully we got him to sleep through the night. So I'm just hoping as I work with him more and more, he'll mm-hmm. go back to sleep, staying through the night. Um, so that's my down. Oh, and my wife is out of town for work again, oh, but that's bummer. that's nothing new. It's like every uh, every month she mm. goes has to go that out of town be, for work, and it must be rough for her. I know yeah, it would be. Yeah. It's, I hated it. I hated it when I had to do that all the time too. She travels a lot, and she hates it because um, it's not fun travel. It's work travel, yeah. and it gets old real quick. Um, and I'm outnumbered here, so you know, I just <laughs> just doing my best with the kids. Um, but that's that. It's it's not the biggest down, but that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, but my ups is Colette has been having some new kinds of summer fun that she hasn't really had before. Oh, cool. Um, well, I, on the last time I was on, I was talking about how when we were on vacation, uh, we saw these pictures of Colette swimming and finally swimming with her grandma. And that was awesome for me to see. And we finally, now that we're back, we got to take her swimming and see her do all that. And that was a lot of fun to mm-hmm. actually be there and see her really getting into the swimming thing um, and just having a ball with it. Um, and that was so cool to see. Just heartwarming to see her experience this great new fun thing. Neat. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is here in Utah where we live, we do fireworks both on the 4th and on the 24th because it's like statehood day on oh, the 24th. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, so... Colette got to do fireworks with her cousins uh, oh, on the sprinklers, 24th. Or sprinklers. Are, are they called sprinklers? sprinklers. Yes. Yeah, sp- sparklers. Sparklers. Sprinklers. Sparklers. Sparklers. <laughs> sparklers. Sparklers. Like, sprinklers. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, sparklers and um, those black worms that you yes, light up. I, I wish. 
I hate those things. I loved those things. And they smell so horrible. And those pop, the pop, those pop rock things where you throw them and they go pop. Yeah, that's. I mean, those were the kid fireworks for when I was growing up. I don't know if they changed any. Well, we don't let. We weren't about to let Colette go near anything. You know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that blows up. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing like that. But you know, she supervised, got to kind of watch, and she didn't light any, but she was, you know, gathered up in the fun of it all, lighting off little fireworks. And honestly, I'm kind of over fireworks, but watching her have fun oh, yeah. was a lot of fun for me. Um, that got me into it a little bit again. Um, so that was my up. It was cool to see Colette have some new kinds of summer fun. Isn't it? Isn't it cool? Um, how you can like re-experience things through your child's eyes, things yeah. that you thought, oh, you know, I'm I'm over that, I'm done with that, you know, I don't care. But then you see them experiencing it, and you're like, oh, wow, yeah. that's really cool. Holidays have gotten a lot better. Yes, oh, yeah. holidays are great with kids. Yes, okay. it's, Halloween is tons of fun. Christmas is tons of fun. Just watching them, the little wonder in their eyes, and experiencing they're just having a ball it's just like yeah this is fun again yeah i can't <laughs> believe halloween's almost it's going to be here before i we know it mm-hmm. oh, bring yeah. it on i can't wait <laughs> mateo's getting to the age when i ask him a question he's giving me an opinion back so i think this is going to be the first year that i that he will actually be able to pick out his own costume which i'm, I'm really excited about i'm curious what he's going to pick see when my um when my youngest was like two or three, I bought him this really cool little turtle outfit and it was, it was a padded turtle and he stepped into it. So it was a, it was a really good costume. And so then the next year he was a Ninja turtle turtle Uh because we reused it. And then the next year he was a dead turtle. (laughs) He got run over by a car. So (laughs) I reused this costume for three years in a row. Awesome. That's so funny. Dead turtle. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, he was totally had this track mark over him. And I still got that costume. It's, Aww. you know, it's sitting in storage. It <laughs> is hilarious. Awesome. All right. Well, let's move into some fun toddler translations. I've gotten a few uh, in the past weeks. Uh, we have one here from Josh, um, who does a podcast with his wife as well. They do a podcast called uh, parentally challenge, uh, parentally challenge. So you can find the podcast at parentally dash challenge.com. And I, I say that because, um, the audio clip is from his five-year-old son who has, uh, uh, autism. Uh, and he's just now starting to make understandable words. So he wanted to send them in. So he says, so when we get them, they're very special. So he hopes we enjoy this. So I'll play, I'll play the clips of Odin. And uh, and then I also have an, a clip from Adam and Sky, so let's uh, let's pull this up real quick and do some toddler translations. So here is Odin. Whoa, my levels are high. <laughs> I, I missed it. Yeah, let me lower this again. Um, it's a food. Oh, uh, pizza, pizza. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next one is one of his favorite shows and mine, actually. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
I don't even know any kids shows, you're right? Gonna have to get, you're going to totally have to get up to speed. I'll give you the whole tour. <laughs> yeah, I need it. SpongeBob, Krusty Krab. It's the Krusty oh, Krab. I never watched SpongeBob. What? I know. <laughs> okay, I've at least watched SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob. For whatever reason, I missed that one. I'm a huge SpongeBob fan. I love it. Uh, so thanks so much for sending those in, Josh. And if oh, you're so interested in, in uh, listening to Josh, Josh's podcast, if you're not sure of, of the name, um, I'll put the link in the show notes so you can check out their podcast. They have around, I think, six six episodes. So it's a relatively new uh, podcast. Um, so yeah, go check them out. And then here is the clip from Adam. And this is, uh, if I could find my email real quick. There we go. Uh, in the spirit of the toddler Clips, uh, we got the biggest kick out of their three-year-old, Sebastian or Seba, singing this camp song that I learned as a kid. So I've never heard of this. Oh, maybe I have, but maybe not this way. So this is him singing the song. So I'm not going to make you guess what he's singing. I'll tell you the lyrics (laughs) after we listen to it. So it's really adorable. Here is Seba. Oh my god, I haven't heard that since I, I know, right? I haven't I was, I, at first I was like, that sounds so familiar. So he's saying Great green globs of greasy grime or gopher guts, mutilated monkey meat. Oh, wait, I Little forget dirty after that. birdies feet, French fried eyeballs swimming in, in, a, in a pool, pool of, of blood. blood and and I, I forgot a spoon. I forgot my spoon. So, <laughs> I remember that. So here, here it is again. So now that you know the words, you can sing along with Sebastian. Great green globs. I love how a little baby uh, saying a pool of blood makes it sound cute. Gosh, that was so adorable. Oh, that, that is was so great. cute. So thank you, Adam and Sky, for sending that in. So adorable. <laughs> so uh, if you would like to send in your own toddler translation or a, a song that your little one's singing, you can send it directly to me at nerdparents at gmail.com. We always love it. And I have still have a few in the hopper, so you'll be hearing more in the future. Uh, we also do... Uh, Game night. And we have a segment at the end of the show 
that our good friend friend Dan over at Geek All Star sends in with his wife Janice and uh, little girl Lauren. They always give us board game recommendations, but we also like to talk about some of the games that we're playing, whether they be iPhone, iOS, iPad, or just you know regular old games or books or things like that. So uh, figure we would go through those. Um, Eric, would you like to kick us off? Because sure. Colette <laughs> is playing a fun little game that I'm a fan of. Yes, I uh, I discovered this game. I forget which show you were talking about it, um, but you were talking about this game once not too long ago. Yeah, and I think it was on Ladies Elite. It was. Yeah. It was on yeah. Ladies Elite. I played it? this. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Colette has discovered Doki Doki Universe on <laughs> PlayStation 3, and she loves it. Um, how do I describe so this cute. game? It's so cute. It is really cute. You play this little robot. And you can change the way your robot looks. She likes to be the cat robot thing. Mm-hmm. And um, you're in this little world that's very customizable. Um, there's all these other little cute characters and uh, areas to go to. And you interact with them by way of giving them gifts or giving them hugs or shaking the world or all, all kinds of funny little ways to interact with this little world and you can also customize it almost infinitely there's all kinds of different little buildings and costumes and you're collecting little stamps and stuff and having fun with the other characters and there's a lot of reading in it Mm -hmm. which makes me happy because colette's reading and she's just having a ball with it oh cute yeah, yeah, she it's super cute and I think it's um, isn't it free with PlayStation Plus? It was. I yeah. saw yep. that it was free and I was like, Oh, I remember them talking about this and she finally she when I can pull her away from Minecraft, I always try and say, Hey, check out this other game. And she finally <laughs> checked it out. Other um, games beyond she's, Minecraft. Yeah, she loves and so she's loving this little this game on uh, That's a perfect game for um kids. It really I mean mm-hmm. because there's no violence or anything in it. It's an exploration uh, world. Plus there's a lot of learning to do you in it. You have to think a lot. Yeah, because you have mm-hmm. to do tasks for the different, you know, satisfied what they want you to do and Yeah, and it's a little bit puzzly, mm-hmm. not to, you know, it's not hard puzzles, but you have to know what kind of gifts they like or what kind of greetings that they like and mm-hmm. things like that. Yep, it's so cute. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad she's liking it. Yeah, she loves it. It's a great it's a great game. Does for, she ask you to help her if she gets stuck or anything? Occasionally she sees a word and she's like, Dad, what's this? Or she'll spell it for me and I'll be like, Oh, that's this word. And um but for the most part she's just been rolling on her own. She's oh, that's awesome. She's I've I've been curating a very highly advanced video gamer since she was very young. She gets it pretty well. <laughs> Um, she's even working with some advanced Minecraft stuff that I've never toyed with. So yeah, I've been trying to make sure that when she gets into junior high and high school, she can beat all the boys at their own game at video (laughs) games and make them feel silly. That's my goal. That's an awesome goal. I love that goal. Oh, how about you, Kim? Do you have a a game recommendation for us? (laughs) Well, okay. So my kids are, (laughs) you know, a little bit older. In fact, they're adults now. And so my son's birthday was July 20th, just, you know, 10 days ago. And so all all my kids came over. So um, my oldest son, Ryan, is engaged. And so him and his fiance came over and Ryan or Cody and his girlfriend came over and we played um, Cards Against Humanity. I would not recommend this for your younger children. Unless <laughs> unless they're um, unless you play Apples to Apples, which is a yes. kid version of <laughs> Cards <laughs> Against Humanity. <Yes. laughs> but yeah, Cards Against Humanity with your kids, a little awkward at times, but you 
you kind of get, and I mean, my kids and me, we're, we're very close and we're very open and we've kind of got that relationship. I'm not sure every parent could play cards against humanity with their, with their (laughs) children. It would definitely give uh, your kids some insight into you. (laughs) How could you laugh at that mom? As well. And you know, they're like putting together these combinations and I'm like, Oh my God, really? (laughs) Okay, you're a little all (laughs) righty. But um, I remember playing, um, you know, video games with them in the past. And probably one of my favorite ones was playing World of Warcraft with, um, with my son. And he, my son actually got me into World of Warcraft, and um, he was playing Alliance, and I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! We want Horde love. Come on, let's let's go to the Horde side." And he's like, "Nope." <laughs> he's like, "No, I'm an Alliance. Yeah, I'm gonna stay Alliance forever." Oh, so, that's funny. but yeah, Caw cause my game with my kids right now. <laughs> it's a fun game. I, I played it for the first time at Nerdtacular with you, and uh, yes, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, that was kind of weird. <laughs> well, and so think about um, playing it with. <laughs> your children nah, i just i couldn't i couldn't imagine playing it with mateo no i, I just you know maybe you know, like you you know when he's older someday yeah. someday yeah uh for me <laughs> i don't have cards against the humanities but mateo has been playing a card game which uh the author of very hungry caterpillar uh they have an abc game um, so it's Eric Carl's ABC game and it's a little travel tin and I picked it up at Kohl's during the Christmas sales that were going on. So I think I got it for like $3 or something like that. And it has a little board and there's the whole alphabet and then it has a whole bunch of cards in that art style of Very Hungry Caterpillar. And I, we're not playing the game per se. He's like kind of making up his own game. And that's kind of one of the things that at his age, I'm not worried about the rules. I'm like, you play it however you want to play it. It's fine with me. So he goes through and he just picks a letter on the board and then he looks for the letter in the stack of cards. So that's how we play the game. But it's a really cute little game and the little cards, little flashcards are really adorable. So there's like an uh, uppercase A and a lowercase A. And then on the back, um, there'll be like an ant. So it's always, it, it's um, a bunch of animals on on the cards themselves so it's really a a really cute little game and i'll put a link in the show notes if you're interested in checking that one out and then it's fun yeah it's cute so but what's awesome is you let him uh, play the game that he wants to play Mm -hmm. with it and not specifically how it's supposed to be played because i know a lot of parents that force it on their kids to be like no this is the way you play and then they get frustrated because you know the kid may not understand or yeah it's not fun for them that way eventually it'll get they'll get there but you know that's kind of how i feel and from what i from what i can read if you play the game correctly you know follow the instructions it's about a 30 minute game He's not ready to sit for 30 minutes with a game. <laughs> no. So, yeah. Uh, so we just kind of, I use them more as flashcards than anything. And we, we have fun with that. Um, he's getting so good at his alphabet. It's ridiculous. Um, and then we also uh, have a little new app called Pixel and Parker. And anytime he sees a cat now, he calls it Pixel. <laughs> because the, it's a little boy and his cat. And it's a little storybook adventure. So it's an actual read. It reads to them. And then it asks them, it will ask um, your child to to do certain things. So there's like a little map and 
it's free on iTunes, but it's two ninety nine on Google Play. I don't, you know, kind of sucks, but that's weird. Yeah, you know that sometimes happens. You know, there there it's two different develop developers. I mean, you have to have, oh, yeah. you know, unfortunately you can't port one. I'm sure there are ways to, but. Um, but yeah, it's a cute little, little app and Mateo seems to love it. And I think I've mentioned this one on, on the show before. He is all about Dr. Panda restaurant right now. He loves it when we're out to eat. So we went out to eat and, um, he makes a meal. So in Dr. Panda, the little customers come up and they say, I want pasta or I want pizza. So he's making meals as he's eating his own meal. (laughs) (laughs) He loves that app. Just absolutely loves it. He's like, Dr. Panda, Dr. Panda. And we've gotten um, a new way of taking the iPad away that seems to work really good for us. So when I, when we're getting ready to leave, or if it's, you know, time to wind down, you know, all electronics go away. We say, okay, say bye-bye to the iPad. Say bye-bye. We'll see you tomorrow. So we say bye to inanimate objects all the time now. And that is his cue that we're done. And we don't get any pushback, no crying or anything. And I thought, oh, wow, that's, that's great. That is very great. I really (laughs) hope this lasts. (laughs) But yeah, that's how we kind of uh, break him from uh, doing things that were like, okay, we're done. If say bye-bye. It works, bye. it works. Yeah. Or we, you know, even at night for um, our nighttime routine, we'll say goodnight to everything in the room. Good night, bed. Good night, clock. <laughs> good night, moon. Yeah, exactly. So, well, yeah. And that's like, that's a great way to get them involved in, you know, what the activity is. And it kind of sets their mind into mm-hmm. a certain headspace. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then we, we got an email a really long time ago. Steven, I am so sorry. This came back, uh, came to me in February. Um, and he says, hi, nerd parents. I know you must get a lot of emails. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, I didn't know if you would consider reviewing my book I have released on Kindle. It's aimed at parents who are nerdy and want something to read to their children that touches upon RPG topics. Uh, and so the, the, the game is RPG ABCs. And I, I picked this up because I started thumbing through it. I'm like, this is such a great little book. It's awesome. So, it, I just wish I could have it in a board book. Yeah. Um, so th- the first one's A is for adventure, and it has the, this is where the king's children were. And it, he tells a little story through it. D is oh, for this dragon. Is awesome. G is for goblin. Q is for quest. It's so adorable. The artwork's really cute. And Stephen, you really need to put this in a board book. Um, totally. In fact, I would. I would want one of these. Yeah, D you, is for dragon coming out of its lair. It roars and breathes fire as it rises to the so air. So cute. <laughs> nice. And and in fact, if you put this in Lulu, it's a it's a self publishing website. I will buy this book if you put it in Lulu.com. So go to Lulu and check out how you can upload your book to there, and you can actually have printed versions, and you actually get a cut of it. So. Seriously, I would love to have this book to read to my son at night. Um, I'll I'll send you an email with the information too if, you, if you're not sure because I've I've published books uh, via Lulu. Uh, all right, so let's keep this show moving. Uh, we have a little bit of solicit advice. Um, I got an e- a really nice email. Um, it's not asking any questions, but we were talking before the show started, kind of what it is to 
to be a parent, right, Eric? Yeah, I was I was tr- I was thinking about the idea of what specifically makes a parent other than biology, you know, could it be a step parent or a grandparent taking care of a kid or, you know, what exactly is what when do you define that there's the parent? Right. I was just trying to figure out that idea in my head. Yeah, so I we got an email from Keith and it's a little long so I'll try to abbreviate it. Um he says, "Hello all, no question here, just some appreciation. I am not a parent at least by b- blood, but I am a, in a unique situation which I will get to soon. I discovered your podcast through uh the morning stream and I'm very glad I did. In a matter of th- 3 days I binge listened on every episode and decided this is one of the best podcasts I've lis- I love listening to." It was a really nice key. Thanks. Um, I've learned quite a bit listening to this, or at least got ideas or other inputs on things going on with children. You see, I have a little cousin who lost her father about six years ago uh, to him going to, pr- uh, going to prison. I won't get into the why, but either way, she suddenly found herself fatherless and was, for obvious reasons, having a hard time. I was a single guy, some things never change, and had plenty of time t- to uh, outside and had plenty of time outside work, so I started having her come over and give giving her attention. I would take her to the zoo, parks, buy her stuff, and everything she deserved and still t- does to this day. Uh, years have passed, and she's now turning 13. My aunt has moved in with me, and we're roommates sharing expenses and everything. I've realized over time that she's what makes my life go around. Maybe I don't have my own child yet, but she's pretty much my own child in my eyes. I've helped her with school, pay for summer school, help feed her recently, help her, uh, helped her being heartbroken, if that's what you want to call it for, <laughs> call it at 12 years old. You know, it feels definitely, it's, it's real to her. I'm sure. Um, and I am there whenever she needs me. I take her to her softball games. I'm involved in her school activities and I pretty much, and, and do pretty much anything a real father does with her and I would not trade it for the world. Uh, why did I go in all this detail? To be honest, I don't know. But overall, I love your podcast and some things that have been mentioned about preteens and teens on your podcast kind of prepare me for what's likely to come. And I wanted to say thank you and to the guests uh, and to all the guests for the entertaining podcast. And I plan on listening as long as you guys keep it up. Thanks, Keith. So I just wanted I thought that was such a nice email. And Bravo, Keith. Nice one. Way to very be a good guy. Nice. Yeah, I mean, totally. That's awesome. I love to see things like that. Where someone just sees that uh, the kid clearly has a need for either a father type figure. I mean, you you don't have to get too hung up on is this blood or mm-hmm. is this direct or is this clearly a kid who has. It seems like it's it, from the email. It looks like this kid trusts this uh, Keith mm-hmm. like it like she would a father and is getting that fatherly need from him at least in some way and that's just makes me happy to see well and it's the whole kind of it takes a village right yeah so i think sometimes we've we've lost a little bit of that but i find that it comes back in certain ways different ways i think and i think sometimes people get hung up on the actual wording oh well you know i'm not i'm just the stepmom or i'm just the stepdad right. you know it that, that, i don't think that really matters and i know that like um you know when i was a stepmom um my ex, you know his ex-wife did not like um you know my stepdaughter calling my mom grandma hmm. 
But I'm like, it does it really matter? You know, she sees her as a grandma. So what does it matter what she calls her? She knows that her blood grandma is still over there. And this is somebody who loves her and, you know, just accepts her as a granddaughter no matter what. So, yeah, the wording, I I think people get too hung up on it and just – being there for that person in a capacity, you know, showing them love and security. Yeah. That, that's what it takes. You're a good guy, Keith. Good guy, good, Keith. Yeah. Good on you. Uh, we also got an email from Sherry. Her subject is, thanks. I've listened to episodes zero through five in a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, she just says, my husband and I have always been a huge fan of Frog Pants and Scott, but I've never really been attached to any of the particular pod- podcasts offered uh, until one of my friends I follow on Twitter mentioned Nerd Parents. I was intrigued. See, I'm nerdy to an extent. I like my Star Wars, Star Trek, Firefly, BSG. I'm not an avid wower, though. I have finally gotten an A tuned to the cap, <laughs> uh, but I am a mom. And I've and have been one for what it seems like forever. My kids are geeky. My husband is really geeky, and this podcast <laughs> is right up my alley. So thank you. Um, she then says, "So when are you going to get a geeky homeschooling mama on there?" Just kidding. Thank you so much for all the laughter and some new ideas. I honestly, I I thought that was a great idea. I don't know of anyone in particular that does homeschooling, um, but I I wanted to mention to you a couple of pages that I follow on Facebook that have amazing ideas for homeschooling. So um, I put the link in the show notes for you, Sherry. Uh, there's one called Carrots. Uh, it's, so it's facebook.com slash carrots are orange. orange. Carrots are orange with the letter R. Um, and there's another one called um, toddler-approved and another one called teach preschool. So these are all facebook.com slash teach preschool. Uh, slash toddler dash approved and then carrots are orange those three i haven't i i've liked and i've been loving the posts i've been getting in my feed and i find little fun things all the time and i try to share some of that on nerd parents but you should definitely check out uh, these facebook pages facebook has really turned into kind of where i collect a lot of my ideas now it's kind of weird how it's developing so uh yeah that's where i go some people go to Pinterest. I go to Facebook pages. <laughs> I'd love um, to one day hear the story of someone who does homeschooling. Yeah, me That'd too. be interesting. Yeah. Oh, man. I could. I, <laughs> I have more power to him. Exactly. I could not do that. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Well, I mean, amazing. I'm not a teacher either. So I think you have to have a balance of really loving kids and also having that drive to be able to shape your child. I feel like I'm lazy if I don't do homeschooling, but I'm like, that's just not my skill, right? Oh, yeah. No, mine either. I My kids I would have skill. suffered if I would have <laughs> homeschooled them. I so. think if, if you had to do it, you could totally do it. I know you yeah. can. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. But I mean, just the, uh, no, that's not my skill set. <laughs> I, I'm not a teacher. I don't you know, lead people or teach people well, I can lead them. <laughs> I'm not, I have zero patience. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, and then finally, last one, uh, we have one from John. It's a game app suggestion and a movie tip. Uh, he says, first, I absolutely love the podcast. I have four kids, five through 11, and your show is my new favorite podcast. Great guests and fantastic advice. I just listened to episode 18 where we 
where you talked about movies, and I agree, agree with Sam Jane, we tend to remember the movies of our youth with rose-colored glasses. Keep in mind that many of these movies, Indiana Jones, Gremlins, Ghostbusters, were released before PG-13 rating. I didn't realize that. I didn't either. Um, Here's my advice for determining if a movie is appropriate. Find the movie on IMDb. Scroll down until you find the parent's parents guide. This link takes you to a page that gives great details on anything you want. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <Aww>. Thaddeus <laughs> is like, don't, I want to watch Gremlins. <laughs> uh, this link takes you to a page that gives great details on anything you may not want your kid to see. Warning, this pa- page will contain spoilers. I primarily use it to jog my memory for old movies. This is a great tip, John. Um, here's the link to the Ghostbusters Parents Guide page. So he sent us the link. Love the show. Keep up the great work. P.S. I would love it if you could have a parent on who has lots of kids close to age. My biggest struggle is making time for each of them while still carving out me time. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Did you? How close are your kids in age, Kim? Mine are three years. Three years. So, uh, yeah, they're they're um, far enough that, you know, one was out of diapers and potty training when the next one came, which was so huge for was me. Was it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But um, I... I mean, there's still those difficulties. And I was a single mom for many, many of the years. So I can definitely relate to not having time for yourself after that. And that's why, um, I mean, that's one of the times that I was like a huge gamer is because after they would go to bed, I would just sit down and play, you know, uh, well, it's like single player video games just because that was my time, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, it's that's that's a difficult thing. Yeah, that's kind of how I I do too. I'm like game time is my me time. <laughs> yeah. And um I, on the movie thing, uh, one of them one movie that I kind of had this rose-colored view was Saturday Night Live. You know, all I remembered were the fun parts and you know the fight in the disco and stuff. And then I watched that movie and sorry. I'm like, "Oh my god. Are you talking wow. about Saturday Night Fever?" Yeah, Saturday uh, Night Fever. <laughs> oh my god, that, you know, that movie is horrible. Is it? Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. It has some very dark subjects in it that I had totally forgotten about. You know what? I remember the girl getting beaten up. Uh, There's rape and there's suicide and there's, I mean, there's lots lots of bad stuff. Just remember the dancing. (laughs) I do too. That's why I was like, you know, and I was like getting into it and then all this other stuff and I'm like, wow, I don't remember that stuff. (laughs) Well, um, so check out, I'll I'll put a link in the show notes. um, So at least you can kind of see an example of that parent's guide. I'm going to have to remember that because I think I'm... That's a good one. Because I so badly, like for instance, Star Wars, I... Mateo knows all of the characters because we have all these great Star Wars books, like Star Uh Wars ABCs and Star Wars 1, 2, 3. He knows all of the characters. I'm like... I don't know when I'm going to show this to him. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of that me. balance, yeah. huh? Of okay, he's he's old enough and he'll understand this, but will he actually get some of these other things that are that are going on there? Yeah. And you know, is he ready for that? Yeah, that's a tough balance. The, the last thing I want to do is give him nightmares. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm like, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so I think that does it for a show. Kim, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Oh, thank you guys for letting me come on and letting me, <laughs> you know, go on about my grandma stuff. Oh, I can't, I can't a wait. Freaky. <laughs> no, I, I'm real. I'm sure that we have a lot of listeners in your 
similar shoes. So I think it was, you have to come back on when you're officially a, a grandmother. Oh, I would love to. I would love to so much. I think it'll be an experience that I would love to share. Yeah, it'd be like, grandmother, can we go to the zoo? <laughs> Miss Price, may we have a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> um, just uh, also, just uh, where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you? Um, they can find pretty much everything about me on my Twitter, just Kamali. Um, I'm on Ladies Elite, mm-hmm. of course. Um, I work at Doghouse Systems, yes. so if you need a, a computer, and we also do a little podcast called Catching Up With, Yay. and we were just um, is just announced that we're a finalist for a Parsec Award awesome. uh, at Dragon Con, so I was very excited about that. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. And then you also have Zombanista. I do, I do. And that one, um, it's over on Geek Girl Authority now. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, of course, at Zombanista.com. And I've got some new content coming up that I filmed this weekend. So we actually tried canned bacon. Oh, so me, me and my future daughter-in-law Ooh. tried it together because oh, families that eat canned bacon together stay together. <laughs> canned bacon? Canned bacon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, so I'll, have to watch yeah, I was going to say, I'll wait for how, your video. How it, how it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And Eric, thank you for hanging out with us. I know Thaddeus was getting a little restless there for a while. Well, yeah, I, I went and gave him something to keep him busy. So <laughs> wasn't Sorry. like a bone or anything, right? It, well, actually, it was a yeah. No. Sparklers. <laughs> was it can- sparklers? Yes. <laughs> canned bacon, or <laughs> it was some canned bacon and sparklers, like every kid loves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as you do. <laughs> so and thank you listeners for hanging out with us um if you'd like to hang out with out with us live we try to record this every wednesday at uh 9 p.m pacific time we tend to go right after morning string uh and you can head on over to alphageekradio.com and find the schedule and all kinds of other awesome shows that that um, stream from there as well. Uh, we also have a forum section over at My Extra Life. So if you go over to forum.myextralife.com, if there's questions you have that you want immediate answers or just to participate and interact with other nerd parents, that is the place to go. You can also head on over to facebook.com slash nerd parents. Follow us on Twitter at nerd parents. I pretty much cornered the market in nerd parents, people. <laughs> <laughs> and then also we're all on Twitter. You can find me at Nicole Spag. You can find Kim at Just Kim Molly. You can find Eric at Eric Mahler. Uh, also, thanks so much to ChoreMonster.com for sponsoring this episode. They have a great app uh, for uh, chores. You can find them at ChoreMonster.com. So stay tuned. I'm pretty sure I have a gaming segment. Well, you'll find out in just a minute from Dan. So thanks so much for hanging out with us. And we'll talk with you in a week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Hello, fellow nerd parents. This is Dan. And this is Lauren. And today's family game our recommendation is Mancala. Mancala is one of the oldest games in recorded history, going back as far as 550 AD. You might not know Mancala by its name. But it's a game that's usually next to some of the common games like checkers and chess. It's a wooden board with pits in it and a bunch of glass beads. Mancala refers to a bunch of different types and variants of games using the same basic board. We're going to talk about the most basic type. To play Mancala, you take your board, which is 2x6 with 12 small pits or circular grooves in the board with two longer grooves on each end of the board. The larger pits are each player's personal scoring area. 
You first place four beads in each of the smaller holes. The side of the board with the six holes closest to you is your side. You take turns picking up all the beads in one pit and then placing them one by one counterclockwise into the next pit. As you come to one of the bigger pits, you place one bead in the big pit if it's on your side. This is your scoring area. If you would have to place one on the other player's scoring area, you would skip this one and go to the next pit. If you ever put the last bead into your scoring area, you get to go again. The play continues until one person's side of the board is empty and they cannot play. Then you add up all the beads on your side and see who is the winner. Like we mentioned, there are a ton of variations on play, and these can speed up the game and increase the strategy of the game. One being, if you ever place your final bead into an empty pit, you can take all the beads from the pit on the opposite side and put them into your scoring area. I got one of these for Easter and I've been playing it a lot for the last few months. It's easy to teach and much more fun than it looks. Yeah, a wooden board with some colored glass beads doesn't look quite exciting, but it really is a fun family game. You can find Mancala on Amazon for around $10 or any store like Target or Toys R Us. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you'll enjoy Mancala. Bye!